0: Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank & Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, the podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank & Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic discussion And for this discussion, I am thankful to be joined again remotely today by Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Hey, Megan, how's it going?
1: Great, Eric. How are you doing?
0: I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. Um, How's the weather your way? You got a lot of snow up there?
1: We do, yeah. So the the ground is covered, but we're at, we're actually expecting about another five to eight inches tonight, hopefully.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I love winter, so I welcome it.
0: <laughs> I'm not a big snow fan anymore. I used to be when I was little, but no, no longer. So I'm uh, I can I could do without. But uh, you enjoy that. I'm glad that you're getting what you wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll take all the snow up here.
0: Okay. All right. Well, as always, we will get into our economic and market review and I think you'll walk us through positives and negatives. You want
1: to Yeah, yeah. So, so um we'll kind of keep the same structure as we as we generally do, go over some of the positives that we're viewing currently in in the economy and within the market, um some negatives and and then wrap it up. But but um sounds good. You know, the positives are are currently still outweighing the negatives, so so that's good, that's good you know, take. at the time last year was you know, about 11 months ago it was a little questionable, but <laughs> but um but yeah, we continue we continue to see improvements. Um, you know, states have have began to lift business restrictions and as the coronavirus cases continue to recede, um but not enough to to really give a boost to employment, um, last month the U.S. did add 49,000 jobs, and while the em- and the employment unemployment rate fell to 6.3 percent, um, some of those notable job gains were in professional and business services, but but these were largely offset by leisure and hospitality, retail trade, and, and transportation, which was kind of to be expected. Um, the economy is sure to grow faster this year and add back millions of lost jobs as long as the vaccines turn out to be effective and Washington approves more financial aid. Um, however, we do think that this progress is gonna be slow over the next few months with with most of us still waiting to get our vaccine shot. Yeah. And yeah, so so unfortunately, uh my husband and myself, we find ourselves kind of at the bottom of that list, but, <laughs> but we're we're certainly anxious to get our shots and, and get get back to some normalcy here. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so looking looking at jobs and in our economy and everything, um, one one thing we like to follow is the Institute for Supply Management. Um, and I know we've brought this up previously, and mm-hmm. and I would like to note that anything above 50% fifty percent does. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fifty is
1: good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting there, but. Um, Anything above 50% is is good. So that's the magic number we're looking for. Um, Both the the services, which is about 70% of the economy, and manufacturing, which makes up about 30% um, of the economy, maintained in expansion territory for January. And both are reporting exceptional growth levels. Uh, So I'll break that down a little bit. We'll start with the smaller side, the manufacturing. It did grow a little bit slower in January as the virus caused more work disruptions. But companies are still expanding rapidly and anticipating a stronger economy in 2021. Um, It did, the index did slip slightly to 58.7 from 60.5. Uh, back in December. Uh, but really, the best news in this report was an increase in the in- employment barometer um, rose to 52.6%, which is the highest level in 20 months. So pre-coronavirus. Yeah. So so we were happy to see that. Um, the rise in employment took place, even though the pandemic has find more absenteeism among older workers um and the biggest problem companies face right now are the con- chronic disruptions in supply lines and, and shortages of um, materials but we do we do an- anticipate that these bottlenecks are likely to to ease once the pandemic fades fades uh away so, gotcha. hopefully sooner than later yeah.
2: <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs>
1: looking yeah. Yeah, I think we're all ready to get back to normal. Yeah, but um, looking on the other side, the larger side of the economy, um, the service index, it did rise to 58.7%. And you know, the ISM interviews um, respondents, and those respondents have had a positive outlook for 2021. Many are struggling with labor shortages and COVID-19 restrictions. Um, the economy did downshift at the end of 2020 after a fresh onslaught from the coronavirus pandemic. Um, but the vaccines, the rising vaccinations, um, the lifting of business restrictions, and the promise of more federal aid from Washington are giving a, a companies a jump start for, for 2021 in this new year. So um, the amount of services that business provided in January uh, largely held steady. Uh, Companies also increased orders for for materials such as food, paper products, computers, et cetera, used to provide their services. Um, Also, employment on the services side, which is really a measure of jobs and hiring, um, which is really perhaps the most critical part of the survey, jumped a whopping 6.5 points to 55.2%. And this was the highest level since the pandemic began last March. Um, and this is really indicative um, that companies have hired more workers or brought back employees in January as government restrictions have been lifted. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so good news, good news. Good news. for Yeah. Good news for both manufacturing and service. Um touch on GDP here briefly. I'm sure you've been curious about that. Every day. Um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so the advanced report of, of Q4 of 2020 showed that the US, U.S. economy was is increasing at a 4% annual rate, which is a bit below that 4.2% con- consensus, but it's still a healthy pace nonetheless. Um, the pandemic really dealt a crushing blow to the economy last year. Um, GDP, which is The official scorecard for the U.S. economy shrank by 3.5 percent, which was the biggest contraction since 1946. Um, GDP was expected to ebb a little bit in the final three months in in Q4 of 2020 um, after the third quarter um, clocked in at at 33 percent, which was a record. over over the summer yet the biggest increase so far in coronavirus coronavirus cases in early winter um, did make the slowdown a little more pronounced Um, the economy has held up better than expected as individuals and companies have adapted to the crisis better than they did earlier in the year um, when the pandemic was new and fresh and and nobody knew how to respond Um,
0: so that, so that seems spending. to be just the, that? that seems to be just the, the, the trend is that the more we get yes. used to a thing, the more comfortable we get with it. Therefore the, the, the confidence comes, comes back to, to
1: something Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah, it's really about adapting. Right. And, um, to what's to what's happening. And I, and I think that, um, you know, we've done a very good job of that. And as these vaccines, this is a common theme throughout the entire economic and market review is, is really surrounding coronavirus and the relief that we have with the reductions in, in cases and the administration of vaccines. Um, so, and, and we'll continue as these vaccines roll out, more people become vaccinated, um, people can get back to some normal life. We'll continue to see improvements. Um, and that's, that's the theme we we anticipate to see for for 2021 um, overall excellent yeah um, to wrap up the positive uh, another topic I'm sure that has been um, on everyone's mind is uh, relief right you know we've had a couple rounds of, of relief um, most recently in January with the, the $600 payments and, and whatnot um, so this Monday, actually, Congress passed a budget blueprint um, that clears cleared the way for relief um, via reconciliation. A reconciliation bill would likely allow for aid worth uh, closer to President Biden's $1.9 trillion proposed amount than a standard bipartisan bill. So the proposal by the Ways and Means Committee, which plans to vote on this measure uh, hopefully by the end of this week, um, would expand tax credits for families with children for lower earning people and for Americans who buy health insurance on marketplaces created by the ACA, the affordable care act. Yeah. And um, this would also provide healthcare subsidies for some, some unemployed workers as as well.
0: Gotcha. So uh, curiosity I have is, so how do we see, you know, the, the, you you were saying the, the market, response positively to the aid um, packages. Mm-hmm. But the aid packages put, uh, you know, ad- additional burden on the the country as a whole, right? In terms of debt. Um, and we're taking on all of that. Does that, do those offset at some point? Or is that a, like a kick the can down the road kind of thing? Where, where At what point do you feel that, you know, $2 trillion package and the impact on the economy or do you not feel it at all does it does it not affect um, so, the numbers that you see so
1: I mean I I would say that it, it, it certainly affects things um, but right now the risk is that if we we stop um, kind of fueling the economy that that really all of the effort that we've put into it thus far it will have been Will have yes exactly so it's a very um, touchy thing it's certainly a balancing act right because you're right if we if we overindulge the economy you know that's that's certainly a risk in itself um, but we also don't want to basically waste the efforts that we've put into it thus far gotcha. so yeah so I mean that's certainly something that they they continue to work out um, down east. <laughs> in the in the capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we will see. But we do anticipate a rolling out of another aid package. Um, most of this, um, it's you know, they, they're they proposing um, roughly a three hundred and fifty billion dollar package um, that which includes one hundred and thirty billion to help to help open schools safely, um, $40 billion for colleges battered by the pandemic, um, and, and a plan to gradually raise the, the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. In addition to some of these previous responses that we've seen, you know, the the um, jobless aid, uh, raising that to $400 a week from from $300. Also, um, Extending out the student loan release out to um, September rather than March, so kind of a blend of, of new and old, right? So, right, so really the focus um, now is is hopefully getting those schools reopened safely, um, getting vaccinations distributed across the country. So, um, we we do anticipate that coming out, um, well, hopefully before March 14th, whenever everything expires.
0: Right. <laughs> Okay. All right. So a lot of, lot of great things happening, a lot of positive, positive action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're seeing some, some, um, some positive news here coming out, um, with the economy and and with markets. Um, but of course there always are some negatives that, that we continue to look out for that could inhibit inhibit any, any growth with the economy and with markets. And, and again, as I said before, the, the common theme is, is COVID. Um, it remains the, you know, the top of our minds as far as negative. Um, it's the mo- most important driver of, of economic growth over the next year. Um, virus case growth has finally started to decelerate following the third wave. Um, again, as those vaccine distribution uh, broadens, vaccines have now um, consistently surpassed 1 million people per day in the U.S., and more people now have received at least one dose of the vac- vaccine than have tested positive. So we're certainly on the right path. Um, vaccines have thus far been effective against virus mutations, so the ones you know coming out of Brazil, coming out of South Africa, but that could be a risk as we move forward. And um, But our base case remains that Uh, vaccination will be effective and will allow for accelerated economic growth by the middle of this year. Um, Kind of flashing back a little bit to jobs, um, something that keeps popping up uh, on the negative side for us consistently over the last year or so is uh, initial jobless claims. They did drop again by a seasonally adjusted 33,000 to 779,000. Um, the four week moving average of jobless claims, which is a little more reliable, um, was was eight hundred forty-eight thousand two hundred fifty, which was only a decline of, of one thousand two hundred fifty. Hmm. Um, and really, uh, again, it's just that that surge in coronavirus cases that occurred uh, in the last quarter of, of 2020. And um, it's the first decline in U.S. employment since the onset of the pandemic last year. And, and most of these job losses, again, have have occurred in that hospitality industry, the, the restaurants, the hotels, casinos, um, hair salons. Um, they lost almost 500,000 jobs alone. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. But hiring, hiring is likely to increase and layoffs decline, um, again, as those vaccines become more widely distributed. And um, that should put the economy back on the road to recovery um, um, uh, something else that that came out this week that that we took a look at was um small businesses uh small business owners have become a little bit more pessim- pessimistic about condi- conditions getting better soon mm-hmm. um the closely followed optimism index um did fall by 0.9 points to 95 in January, which does mark its lowest level since the onset of the pandemic um, last spring. Many small businesses were forced to scale back or limit hours after the coronavirus cases surged again, um, especially those that deal directly with customers. Um, and in some cases, companies had to lay off workers for their second or third time. and and really what it boils down to is small businesses have less of a cushion to survive um, during lean times than our big businesses do. Right. And this, yeah, I mean, makes makes sense. Um, and this pandemic has already killed off thousands of small companies and more are likely to perish. Um, but going back to that federal aid that we were debating about... Um, this this new gusher of federal aid that we're anticipating will help in the next several months for some of these small businesses and so will the warmer weather and um again distributions of those vaccines but unfortunately um that uncertainty remains and and will not be going away anytime soon
0: Well, I, uh, I, I think this has been really good information. Do you have, do you have a kind of a summary, like a conclusion for us to kind of wrap up the thoughts for the, for the month?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so really to, to wrap all this up, um, you know, January was actually, um, a decent, it was an okay month. Um, and investors are in consensus that as January goes, so goes the trading year. So, um, If that's the case, investors really should buckle in for a bumpy ride. We do think that it's going to be positive, but sprinkled with some volatility. Um, Fixed income markets also saw pressure in the first month of the year um, as increased expectations of fiscal spending put upward pressure on long-dated U.S. Treasury yields. Um, The FMOC did maintain its policy, though, with no changes to the federal fund's target rate, so we're going to at that's um, zero to 0.25% pace. Um, uh, and that's expected to hold through 2022. Um, and the inflation should really be stuck below that central bank's 2% target rate. So it's difficult to see Treasury yields making a big upside move. Um, but they are likely to drift higher as, as growth picks up. Um, Vaccine distribution is beginning to get sorted out and virus trends are beginning to ease modestly. Obviously, we still have a ways to go. Um, Valuations with stocks do, well, valuations in general remain elevated in both equities and fixed income markets. Again, meaning that elevated volatility like we saw throughout January. Um, But overall, we expect the recovery to continue as vaccines are distributed. Led by the rotation to, to cyclical equities such as financials and equity financials and um, energy that we've seen over the last few months.
0: Right. All right. Well, Megan, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today and and talking a little bit about this. I really appreciate it. Um, if any of our listeners have any questions or want to learn more, what's the best way they can get the support they need?
1: Yeah. Certainly. Um, thanks for having me. And, and, uh, if you, if you require more information, please visit www.mybank.com. You can search for, um, an advisor, a wealth advisor closest to you and and just give us a call or shoot us an email.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Megan, thanks again. Really appreciate it. And enjoy the snow out there.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Eric. I will.
0: All right. That brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. And you can always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you.
2: First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.